Welcome back to Finding New Films. It is episode 12. We have a healthy David. Yes, I can speak now. <laughs> he can speak. Uh, how was your week off, man? Uh, it was great. We got to spend time, wife and kids. Um, got to heal up. I had like four itises at once. I had laryngitis, conjunctivitis, um, bronchitis, and just like headacheitis. <laughs> it was pretty shit. That sounds well, I'm better now. Pretty shit. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. No more, no more pink eye. No more, not having a voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds a lot better than uh, not having any of that. True. Uh, so, segue. You know what yeah. didn't suck? The movie. This movie. <laughs> yeah. You picked this movie. Uh, I did. It was La Haine, which is a French movie. Uh, it's French uh, <laughs> voice. <laughs> French people made this movie. Yes. So it is in French. Um, I read the subtitles because I don't speak French. Why did you pick this movie? Um, I heard it was just like, a classic um, from like 90s so I was like damn I've seen this movie around like you know mentioned as like one of the best movies and I was like gotta give it a watch um, and I I like French cinema of course and I like um, Vincent Cassel who's you know I feel like that was probably one of his biggest roles uh, starting out, um, probably. I don't know his IMBD page, but it was back in the day. Yeah. 30 years almost. I really like Vincent Cassell, too. He's a really, really good actor. I liked oh, him in the Oceans movies. I liked him in the um, Black Swan movie. Yeah. He's really in good in that. Yeah. Um, so I was really, really interested to watch this movie <clears throat> Uh, immediately when you sent it because I was like I already like one guy so yeah. that's pretty cool yeah, exactly. and then it looked like a pretty indie movie um, just like the imagery like looking at the posters and stuff uh-huh. and the trailer it reminded me of like train spotting yeah watching the movie it kind of <laughs> again made me feel really? like I was watching train spotting and weirdly enough I'm pretty sure they either came out in the same yeah. year or like within a year. Really? So uh-huh. that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I remember we talking about that. So I haven't seen Transpotting, but they, I know of it, like I know the plot somewhat. Right. It just seemed pretty A lot similar. less heroin. Um, yeah. You know, a lot more, you know, same hatred of the government style uh, life um, that these guys are leading. But, um, <laughs> but like a lot less heroin use yeah. and it's not so much about heroin use yeah definitely but you know in style this movie was pretty similar I think yeah um but nevertheless I, I thought this movie was really really cool um yeah. so I'm glad also, that you also. I'm glad that you um it was a unique experience. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. that you suggested this movie. Yeah. I don't know why I blanked on that. Because <laughs> um, I had actually never heard of this movie. Like, ever. Really? Yeah. So oh. that was pretty cool. 
Um, so now we will do the rest of the podcast in French. Yeah. Um, uh, so bonjour tout le monde. <laughs> uh, that's it. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, all right, yeah, so we're going to run through the credits and then we're going to go through the plot. Because honestly, I need to catch up on myself. I need to catch up on the plot myself. Um, but here we go. Runtime, 98 minutes. Uh, this movie was written and directed by Matthew Kasowitz. The score was done by Assassin. <laughs> just Assassin. Uh, yeah, just Assassin. He, uh, he murdered the beat, though. <laughs> he murdered that score. In cold blood. Yeah. And that was... Uh, so, camera done by Pierre Aim. Uh, stars of the movie were Vincent Cassell, Hubert Kunde, uh, Saeed Tugmai, Tugmawi, sorry, uh, Abdel Ahmed Ghali. Uh, this guy's name credited is Solo. Um, and then Joseph Momo, Elawaz Rote, uh, Rivka Vizbro, and Olga Abrego. Excuse me. Plot is as follows. Okay. Lahaine opens with a montage of news footage of urban riots of a banlieue uh, in the commune of Chanteloup-Levin uh, near Paris. Uh, a local man, Abdel Echaha, is in intensive care, having been gravely injured in police custody. In ensuing riots, the local police station is besieged and a police officer loses his revolver. The film depicts approximately 20 consecutive hours in the lives of three friends of Abdel, all young men from immigrant families in the aftermath of the riot. Vin is a young Jewish man with an aggressive temperament who wishes to avenge Abdel, has a blanket of condemnation of all police officers, and secretly reenacts Travis Bickle from Travis, uh, sorry, Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver in the bathroom mirror. Hubert is an Afro-French boxer and small-time drug dealer who yearns to leave the banlieue for a better life and refuses to provoke the police, but whose boxing gymnasium was burned down in the riots. Saeed is a young uh, North African Muslim who plays a meditating, mediating role between Vince and who Hubert. Uh, the three go through an aimlessly, aimless daily routine, frequently finding themselves under police scrutiny after the police break up a rooftop gathering and the three sit idly on a playground. Vince reveals that the other two, that he has found the forty-four Magnum revolver lost in the riot and plans to use it to kill the police officer if Abdel dies. Although Huber disapproves, Vince secretly takes the gun with him. The three go to see Abdel in the hospital, but are turned away by police. Saeed is arrested and their aggressive uh, refusal to leave. Saeed is arrested after their aggressive refusal to leave. He is later released with the help of a familiar police officer. Uh, following a disagreement between Vins and Hubert about their perspectives on policing and violence, the two men part ways. Saeed accompanies Vins while Hubert briefly returns to his home. They reunite at another gathering in the banlieue, but the situation quickly turns chaotic when Abdel's brother attempts to kill a police officer in revenge. A confrontation with the police ensues, and the group narrowly escapes after Vins nearly shoots a riot officer. They take a train to Paris, where their responses to both benign, wait, 
to both benign and malicious Parisians caused several situations to escalate to dangerous hostility. In a public restroom, a gulag survivor tells them of a friend who refused to relieve himself in public near their transport train and subsequently froze to death after failing to reboard in time, and the trio are puzzled as to the meaning of the story. Then they go to see Snoopy, an avid cocaine user who uses uh, who owes money uh, to Saeed, uh, leading to a violent confrontation as he appears to try to force events to play Russian roulette. The gun is secretly unloaded. They have a run-in with a sadistic plainclothes police who arrests Saeed and Huber while Vince flees. The police verbally and physically abuse the duo and lock them up uh, until late night which results in the three missing the last train from Saint-Lazare station and spending the night on the streets. After being kicked out of an art gallery and unsuccessfully trying to hotwire a car, hotwire a car, the trio stay in the shopping mall and learn from a news broadcast that Abdel is dead. They travel to a rooftop from which they insult skinheads and policemen before encountering the same groups of skinheads who begin to beat Sight and Hubert savagely. Vince brings up the fight at gunpoint and captures one of the skinheads. His plan to execute him is thwarted by his reluctance to go through with the deed and cleverly goaded by Hubert, he is forced to confront the fact that his heartless gangster pose does not reflect his true nature. Vince lets the skinhead free. Early in the morning, the trio return home, and Vince turns the gun over to Hubert. Vince and Saeed encounter a plainclothes officer whom Vince had insulted earlier whilst his friend, uh... Whilst his, whilst with his friends, uh, on a local no, it's I didn't write this, Uh. but earlier whilst with his friends on a local rooftop, the officer grabs and threatens Benz, taunting him with a loaded gun held to his head. Hubert rushes to their aid, but the officer's gun accidentally goes off, killing Benz. As Hubert and the police officer point their guns at each other and Saeed closes his eyes, a single gunshot is heard with no indication of who fired and who may have been shot. This standoff is underlined by a voiceover of Hubert's slightly modified opening lines about it's a society in free fall, underlying the fact that, uh, as the lines say, jusque si tout va bien. Uh, all seems to be going relatively well, which means so far goes so good, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. All seems to be going relatively well until Vins is killed, and from there no one knows what will happen. A microcosm of French society's descent through hostility into pointless violence. So, that was La Haine. Mm-hmm. Um, right off the bat. Yes. Uh, what was your uh, like impression of this movie going into it? What did you uh, think before you I watched it, yeah. um, I didn't think it was going to be so stylized. I thought it was going to be a little more action-oriented. Because, um, I mean, I didn't even see the trailer going in, so I had no expectation. Um, yeah, I thought it was going to be a little more action um different style than it was uh yeah what about you yeah it's for me i mean i got i I watched the trailer so i guess i had a kind of a more it was a good 90s trailer though because i feel like trailers now just kind of tell you what the movie is and this trailer didn't tell me at all what this movie was it was like here's some scenes 
here's some like little pieces of the movie, and you can watch it if it looks cool. And I, you know, yeah. it, it was fine. I mean, I thought it portrayed the movie good. So, uh, I guess, I don't know. Going into it, I thought it would be more upbeat. It was mm-hmm. very chill for how yeah. heavy the subject Same. matter yeah. was. Um, and that's one thing that kind of shocked me about it. But Yeah, no, definitely me too. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was cool. But getting into the thoughts now. Yeah. Um, the movie started with the quote, it's not how you fall, it's how you land, and then you see a Molotov cocktail yeah. in a car. That was, uh, yeah, I, I thought was, that was a great tone setter. Yeah, definitely. And the like protest footage in the beginning, it just like it really set the tone for like chaos and anger. Yeah, and it it was like you know fairly ambiguous like points or like morals, I guess. Beginning telling you like the heart of the movie. Yeah, you know as you're going in, kind of similar to our last movie that we did apocalypse yeah. now with mm-hmm. just seeing all the napalm kind of tells you like the heart of that movie yeah um <clears throat> but yeah that that drew me in yeah it was uh, really cool from the from the start because like well what happened <laughs> yeah, i don't know <laughs> it just you i felt like it set up to like where you're expecting it to be like i guess uh more upbeat than it was and then it just starts and it's like it's just like you feel like you're in the lives of these these hoodlums. <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of sitting there with them in their room. Yeah. You definitely feel that way. And in the way they do the tracking scenes with the cinematography, like you're kind of just following them around. Yeah. You kind of just feel like you're there with yeah, them. Yeah, the shots are really, really good. Yeah. Cool. I really like how all the characters were presented. Um, like... Um, for like Vincent's character, like they zoomed in on his his like ring knuckle, and he's as he's drilling on the bed. Um, yeah, I thought that ring was really cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really. It cool. was pretty. Good I job. thought that they did a really good job of like distinctly setting up who the characters were and how yeah. they were different. I yeah, that was really good. This movie was written really well. The pacing was really good. I agree. I mean, it was yeah. less than a hundred minutes, so yeah. You know, not uh, a crazy length at all, but it still was pretty, really, really good on Mm -hmm. its pace. It got to the point where I was in the last scene of the movie, I'm like, what? Yeah, right. (laughs) It it kind of like, I know, it's it's so well told and immersive that you just kind of forget how long you've been watching it. Um, Because you're just like a day in life. I have, a, I have a note in here that says Unvash, uh, talking about the cow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, he, I, like, he just yeah. pans over and he just sees a cow and he's like, Unvash. Unvash. Yeah, I didn't know if that was like him going crazy or like that's an actual cow because I didn't like look. So he's like, look, like, look again. Unvash. It's like, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was funny. I I, I didn't uh, I didn't get the cow metaphor. There's a lot of visual yeah. metaphors. Yeah. Um. 
that I, I did not get the cow one. No. I want to, we'll get into the story that the, the soldier told them, but, um, but, or not the soldier, the, the, the prisoner. prisoner. Yeah, sorry, the prisoner. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the cow, I did not understand that metaphor, so. <laughs> that one went over yeah. my head. If you understand the cow metaphor from La Haine, uh definitely you can put it in the comments. That would yeah. be really cool, because I, I went right over my head. Yeah. Uh, if it's I not understand. a metaphor in there, like I say, he, I'm pretty sure he did, like, uh, like prescription drugs. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure I saw him, like, taking prescriptions. So, like, maybe he was just high. Yeah. Because there was points where I was yeah. like, Vince is acting weird as hell. Yeah, it's just so, so funny how they, they're, like, depicted as, like, you know, drug abusers or whatever. Like, they're getting high. And then, like, Saeed and Vincent's character. What I keep forgetting his name. Uh, Vince, uh, Saeed, like, and then Vince, Hubert. Oh, yeah. Like, Vince and Saeed, well, Saeed comes in his apartment and, like, yeah. They're, like, arguing and whatever. And then they, like, go in the kitchen and they have the mom or, like, the grandma. Yeah. And they're just, like, yelling, basically. And just, like, being, like, like, I would get my ass beat, probably, if I talked like that in front of, like, an elderly figure. Yeah. They just, yeah. They, they're just airing out their dirty laundry, like, right, like, all in the middle of yeah. the, and being really animated about it. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> I'm pretty sure wasn't she like hard of hearing and that's why they were doing it because she couldn't hear it or <laughs> I don't know maybe I guess I thought <laughs> I don't remember now but I could be wrong about that I don't remember but um I want to <laughs> shout out the Saeed for having an Owen Hart poster that was pretty cool love him who's Owen Hart good wrestler oh he's a wrestler yeah <laughs> Wrestling was really, really popular from like nineteen ninety five to like two thousand two. Super popular. Do we? Did a movie tell you how old they were? Were they like? I think out they of high were. I think yeah. I think they were yeah. in their like early twenties. I think that was what the movie was trying to. Yeah. Do. But. Uh, do 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 do. What did I? Saeed threatened Vince's sister <laughs> with, with a, like brutally murdering her, and then caved when she started calling for her grandma. I really? love that. Yeah. Oh was like, yeah. Saeed was like, "I'll like, I'm gonna like kill you." Yeah. And like, I'll, I'll like hang you from the rafters or <laughs> some shit. Yeah. It was brutal. It's not. I'm butchering it, but like he was gonna say to her. But yeah. uh, he basically threatens her and says he's going to brutally murder her. And <laughs> then she's like, ah, grandma, grandma. And he's yeah. like, okay, okay, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny to say he would say that about everyone. Because, like, he seemed like he was the most kind of down-to-earth person. Yeah. Like you said, he was the mediator between, like, Hubert and Vince's personality. Right. It was just funny to see, like... His place, he didn't look like he belonged in any of the scenes. Um, he was just kind of like the funny dude. Yeah. Who was just trying to like, I don't know, be with the tough guys. But. I think like the, 
if you were to put the three characters in like one of those personality graphs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hubert would be lawful bad. Yeah. And uh Vince, Vince would be chaotic bad. Yeah, yeah. And then exactly. uh Said would just be bad, but he'd be like right in the middle of both. Yeah. That would that would be a perfect explanation for all the three of these characters. Yeah. I agree. Speaking of Hubert. Yeah. When like you met him and on screen, like, and he's like, like, my gym is destroyed. <laughs> like, yeah. That's so crazy. This man is trying to make it for himself. Yeah. And, like, this, his impoverished upbringing. I <laughs> would say that he wasn't, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I would infer, rather, that he may not have been the lawful bad until the gym was true, was put out. Yeah. Because he was just like, whoa, fucking hell, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is, he just got kind of beat down, I guess, if mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Because, uh, you know, he was putting his life on the right track. I mean, he obviously had a fight schedule. Yeah. So obviously he's going to cancel that fight exam or a train. You True. Know? And so, you know. We watch fighting. We know how much it means to like fighters who get paid and stuff. It's like yeah. they'll go into their post fight speech and be like, "I needed this money," and so that's that's rough. But um, yeah, so maybe he wasn't on the path of being lawful bad, and then yeah. by the time the gym is down, he's lawful bad, and then by the time he sees his friend get murdered by police accidentally, you know. Yeah. So to speak, you know, which it probably was an accident, but yeah. just the arrogance that the cops showed made him go from lawful bad to, to, you know, maybe it's just like a, a single yeah. moment of, mm-hmm. you know, unclarity, but. Yeah, that, that was one thing that was confusing me in the movie, because like, they showed cops in uniforms, and by a lot of times the cops were like in normal clothes. Yeah. And I kind of like that as a metaphor, it's just like. Like, they're just, like, the gangsters that live, like, like Vince is trying to be, but, like, they're cops. So just cause it's also cop historically doesn't... accurate. They didn't ban, like, plainclothes cops in oh, really? until, like, the 2000s. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was, that's pretty criminal in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I don't understand how you can treat your people that way. I mean, yeah. we live in the United States of America, so I, I guess I can conceive it, but... It's still bad. It's still very bad, but... <clears throat> yeah, like when they're on the rooftops and they're just cooking the Franks and yeah. then, like, they just came up. I didn't, like, I was like, oh, shit, those are cops. They're just in their fucking jackets and beanies on. Yeah. yeah. Those guys. The way the cops are portrayed in this movie is very realistic. And I yeah. enjoy it. Just, like, fucking assholes man mm-hmm. just the dirtiest grimiest people doing whatever yeah they want to do um feeling like they can and having the the ego to do it so uh, that unfortunately was a really good accurate portrayal of police officers yeah so. yeah i liked every scene it was just constant tension 
yeah. between all the characters, police, where they're just like because you know all the police, are, shit. yeah, yeah, they're all, they're all wild cards. Yeah, but, true. Yeah, but um, we had the second appearance of you talking to me on uh, on finding new films. You uh, talking to me? Yeah, the first film we did was. Uh, taxi driver. Oh, yeah. It's the birth of that. So yeah. it, was, the, it was cool to see that pop back up. Yeah, he was. Uh, it was Venz doing it. Yeah. In this movie, which was that was pretty. Yeah, that um, was that's on that the was spot. Such a great scene. It it set the mood for his character early on because it's like he's like super angsty and violent and, and angry. He has he has land, land yeah. in him. <laughs> He's got loner tendencies, like yeah. Robert De Niro's oh. character did in that movie. Yeah, if you look up to that character, you're a weirdo. Like that's like that's <laughs> the that's the yeah. You know that's what that character was made for. You know, if you look up to this guy, like that's how you can certify that you're a weirdo. Yeah, it's a good character. I like the character, but if you Idolize <laughs> Travis Bickle. Yeah, you're you're straight up a weirdo. Yeah, um, no, definitely. So, uh, Vince's certifiable weirdo <laughs> in that case. He is, yeah. But um, yeah. Who who's your favorite character out of the three? <sighs> From just a pure substance standpoint, yeah. I think they did Vince's character a lot of justice. Yeah. Just giving him like a lot of different uh, aspects to his yeah, character. Yeah, true. And he had like pretty big character arc. Yeah. At the very end. I think the whole movie was basically driven by his actions. So yeah. I think it's pretty easy for that to be. Yeah. I, he, yeah, yeah. He, you're right. Yeah, he's just the most dynamic character. But true. Um, what were you gonna say? I would say I like I like Hubert the most. Just because, like, um, he was just so, like, level-headed the whole time. Like, it's almost sad to watch his development from the start because he was, like, at his own gym, like, trying to start his business. And then, like, the whole protest and stuff, just, like, he was caught in the middle of it and his place was a victim to it. And they somehow fit a burning car through the doors. And we don't know how they fit because the doors... Um, and then it's just like you know Vince and Saeed are on their normal bullshit and he's just like I don't know like more receptive to it now where he was kind of like you know what I mean he was he kind of seemed like a little little like oh like like what are we doing like I'm not with this shit whenever like Vince would do some say some crazy shit or try to do some crazy shit like, as we went on, he's slowly, like, reeled back in with his friends, and it's just, like, I don't know. It's sad, because that environment, or, like, you know, like, they're living in such a poor area, it's just, like, you don't have many good influences. Right. And when he was at his mom's, like, he just, like, Don, he was, like, he was like, like, Mama, I had to get out of here. Like, this isn't good for me. I was, like, damn, like, that's so sad. Like, you can't. You can't, like, reach up and escape from the well, almost. Um, yeah. The thing that was going to be the thing that got him out was the thing that, you know, he ultimately couldn't uh, 
get anymore because it was taken away from him. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, really sad. Um, we're going to carry that sadness on the break. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about it more when we get back. But um, stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's part two of the Finding New Films, episode 12, where we are talking about La Haine, uh, the French crime drama. Um, when we left off, David was making a point about how Hubert was feeling trapped um, by his situation, and the, the way that he thought he was going to get out was, you know, taken away from him um, throughout uh, the riots and he had no control over it. Um, I just wanted to make a point off of it that, um, he also over the course of the movie, you can see his, um, from what David said, you can see like where normally he would maybe vandalize something or be quick to, beyond to doing a little bit of, you know, tiny crime. Yeah. He's now, like, recoiling at that, being like, that's someone's yeah. thing. Because now his thing is destroyed and he has nothing. And so he can relate now. And he's basically, that was what I was trying to get to. So I'm glad I could riff off of that. Mm-hmm. This whole movie is is basically about circumstance. Yeah. It's perspective it is, yeah. it's about perspective and circumstance. Um, I mean I guess it is like a slices of life, so I mean yeah. you know, you're just seeing twenty hours of these people's lives, but yeah. it is all about circumstance and <laughs> the circumstances are not in these guys' favor and yeah. it shows that when society is against you it makes it much harder for you to be able to succeed. You know, even if you are a, an exceptional person, you do mm-hmm. have like a genuine knowledge or or like a genius quality about you, yeah. or you're a good fighter, or you know whatever it is. It doesn't really matter if the circumstances are stacked against you. It's still gonna be a rough go. You know. Yeah, I know. And that quote in the beginning, it's like. It's not about how you fall. It's like how you land. Yeah. Basically. It's, it's like you can mess up a lot, but at the end of the day, you want to stand up on your feet. And yeah, that was, that was just, uh, there were lots of other scenes that kind of piggybacked or like, you know, had that same metaphoric reasoning behind it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I really want to talk about the blue line prisoner because that shit is so funny. But yeah, I mean, is there anything like after? I mean, of course, you know, they're all getting up and so I, join up, and then it's the whole day of them or twenty <laughs> hours of them. Yeah, I want to talk about before we get to that. I just yeah. want to talk about why do why do French people like your mama jokes? So <laughs> I don't know, but it's so funny though. I used it a lot. There was like quite a few your mama jokes. It was like jokes. three or four. Yeah, it was it was pretty excessive. I was yeah. like, all right, I think you guys may have worn this your mama joke thing out. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
<clears throat> it was, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I miss the metaphor for that too. Maybe it's supposed to be cringy and it's, it's supposed to, I don't know. Yeah, I'd be French to get it. I guess. <laughs> France a pioneer of Yo Mama jokes. Yo Mama sucks bare dick. Yeah. Is, is one of them. Um, uh, Vince found the gun. Uh, they played the Gap Band. Find me sometime. Da 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 da. The song that Tyler eventually used for nine one one. Tyler, the creator, that is. Uh, the sound design in the movie was really good. The cinematography was really good, I thought. Yeah. Um, the sound design in the scene where they see the cocaine dealer specifically was really good. Mm-hmm. That tension that he was yeah. able to build. I thought that was really, really good. But Sasson nailed that. He, he killed did. that. He, he killed, killed that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, speaking of music, um, it's like kind of reverting a little bit, but like, we're talking about like the characters and like their, I guess passions. Like Hubert was boxing. I just remember the scene of um, Vince like dancing, mm-hmm. and I was just, it's just so funny because that that was like the beginning, towards the beginning, right? Right. Where he's just like doing some crazy like hip diddy hips out and legs. It was so funny because he's like he's like hard, yeah. But um, he's like throwing it down and cool culture moments when they're in like the subway or whatever and they're all like break dancing and i didn't know um watching a movie but vince cassell you know he was trained in um capoeira as a child no. yeah that in um oceans 11 he has seen where he's like dancing through lasers or something he was trained like to be like a circus performer basically so yeah. he and I thought, like, obviously that's in real life. In the movie, I was like, you know, obviously Hubert want to be a boxer and have his own gym. And it's like, damn, like, if Vince had all the cards he could have in life, like all the lemons, you know, like maybe he want to be a dancer. And it's just, it's just again, sad. Yeah. I just thought of that. It's like he's brought back into this this gang life of like, or like gangster mentality because yeah. he's angry. Yeah, he's developing an ego because his anger is like getting the best of him, yeah. and he feels like there's no way out. And again, it comes back to circumstance, yeah. you know. But that's like, the driving force of the movie. So circumstance, yeah. Uh, Hell, a good circumstance when he got that gun out. That shit yeah. shook me. That's a circumstance. Yeah, <laughs> that's a hell of a circumstance. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fucking, he sees the cow again. Still don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the... the Yeah, I actually have that in my notes right here. I like the story of conflict that, that they show in Hubert that he feels yeah. inside. I like he did a lot of good acting with it. It's just like his facial expression, too. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. Just showing, like, damn, I really don't want to be a part of this at all. Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, super nerve-wracking for me. Um, and then, yeah, now... I'm at the Grunwalski story, so I guess we can get into that now. Um, <clears throat> I believe that story is about Vince. Like, I believe yeah. the story is yeah, told because they're obviously <laughs> they're arguing about uh, Vince reveals to them, like, oh, I had the peace the whole time you were in the hospital. I could have 
pulled that shit on them if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, you sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're literally telling yeah. them, like, dude, you sound fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, you sound like somebody who wants to die. Yeah, right. And you keep talking the way you're talking and you're gonna die. Yeah. Um, they were right. But, yeah. you know... <laughs> In it, even you know, if even if it was unjust, it's like the way that he was talking, he was gonna get himself killed eventually. You know, yeah. it's kind of like yeah. <laughs> this is not the second time I've related a movie to gems, but uh-huh. uh, uncut gems. You know, it, 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 we were watching Howard in that movie, and you're like, this guy's gotta die. Yeah. <laughs> and even it, it is, and it's even if it's not the people who kill him, it's somebody else, yeah. you know? He's bound to die because of the way that his actions, uh, the way that he acts, you know? Um, yeah. So, uh, they're talking about having the gun in the bathroom and he reveals that he had it in the hospital and they're freaking out on him, basically. And he's basically like, oh, fuck you guys. I'm hard, I'm hard, I'm hard. Yeah. And an old man flushes in the toilet, comes out. And yeah. Uh, that completely like changed the pace. Yeah. But like it was like after he said his whole story, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this is just seems like a metaphor of like not take it too literally, but like pull your pants up, like try to be like a normal citizen. Like yeah. I know it's always like the cliche, like profiling thing. Be like, "Oh, your pants are sagging," like you know. But I mean, yeah. And just like he he didn't put his pants up and he froze to death. Because he couldn't catch the train, and the train for them was making it out yeah. of basically the the hood of France. Um, yeah, so I was. I also think for that, it's like this guy, this Gronowski, is like he has so much of an ego that he couldn't shit in front of somebody else. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, so he had to hide who he really was, or like hide himself, you yeah. know hide who he really was but he had to hide himself and you know metaphorically Vince is hiding himself by having that gun by feeling of like yeah. authoritarian for having a gun his pride is getting the best of him and it's more about yes, it's not ego but pride he's mm-hmm. so prideful that he doesn't feel like he can you know do that in front of like yeah. even though they're all in the same situation they're all prisoners right yeah. but uh, he's so prideful that he can't do that you know and mm-hmm. Vince holds that same kind of pride where it's like if you don't like go that you're gonna be fucking toast yeah that's that's kind of how I like interpreted that mm-hmm. but I thought that was a really good yeah part of the movie I thought that was like a really yeah. really now when I heard that I kind of that was their Oscars was scene, happen. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but what were you saying, actually? You said something before that. Oh, yeah. Like, that scene, like, after they left, or the dude left, I was like, oh, some shit's bound to happen in the end of the movie. But still, even when it got to the end, I was just like, oh. Yeah, not that. Yeah. Um, that dude, Asterisk, G-checked Vince pretty hard. Um, he G-checked him? Yeah, like, he, he checked his, uh, his gangster card. Oh yeah, yeah. The coke dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, 
yeah. <laughs> he showed him what was up real quick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I mean, I can't blame him. Like, I wouldn't do that shit. Yeah. Damn sleight of hand. Put the, the two things in. But there's a great point where you're talking about the cocaine dealer. I really like the transition um, as we go into like the city or city oriented district where it's like higher standard living or like income. Um, they're just like so like fascinating. Like when they go into place, like it has, you know, the, like the directory and they're trying to call these people. Oh, it's so funny. And it's just like, damn, this shit's nice. And again, they're like, wow, this is a palace. Like, and it's so funny. It's just like this coked out dealer with, his butt ass naked with the gun living there. Like, we don't even know whose place that was. Like, <laughs> he was like, Yeah, my buddy's place. He lets me stay here. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's like, damn, like, for them, like, to obtain that, that must be like, like a dream because, you know, like I said, it's a slice of life and there's, they're just so far away from it. So I just, I like the transition from like them stealing shit in the market the grocery store to like being, you know, exposed to that. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree with them. Yeah, they did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, the director did a really good job melding those scenes together and writing them into one another. Mostly with like your mama jokes, but <laughs> you know, it worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when the cops came, Ben slowed outside Hibbert pretty quickly. He did. That was uh, that was pretty surprising. I actually didn't yeah. expect him to do that, but I, on the other hand, fully expected. Him. <laughs> and it's when he paused and he like, they're not there. Uh, man. I don't know them. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And did they not have like any ID? Like when he said, like I was wondering, like they asked for ID, but like. Like, couldn't he have just shown him ID? Like, they, he wasn't, like, a wanted person or anything. I am. Um, I, I don't know the, the life of 90s, late 90s France, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> late 90s France immigration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Ice was going to get him. He was here. Um, but, yeah, and then he ran away. And then it it's, like... The movie really changed from there. Yeah, then you really get into where the police brutality like becomes those, more personal. Like the gut-wrenching scenes, yeah. yeah. Uh, that scene where they're beating them is, like, so that hard to watch. That was brutal, yeah. yeah. And then the police trainee just looking, like, absolutely petrified. Yeah. I love the guy they casted. He had, like, he had, like piercings or something. He looked like... Just some indie dude who, like, is a barista and likes taking his breasts at home. And he's just studying, like, hmm. It's like, okay, stop choking after a few seconds, you know. Can't do it too much. Because then they would, you know. Yeah, I, I love that he was giving them, like, a uh, like a play-by-play. He's like, oh, this is how you do this. Yeah. So, just so you know. What you want to do? You want to choke them just a little bit. You yeah. want to pop up for one second. You want to jam right in the gut. Yeah. Uh, that'll get their blood flowing a little bit. They might want to talk. They don't still <laughs> want to talk. You just pop the cloth right over their face. Yeah. A little bit of water. Uh, choke a little bit. But you just take the take the rag off. <laughs> yeah, all right. But yeah, I mean, for a movie so old, like, 
they really portrayed police brutality, which is still like obviously prevalent, ongoing right. today, in such a you know hard watch. <laughs> yeah, hard it was it was really watch. brutal. Yeah. Um, it was a torture scene in the last movie that I watched uh, last week with Trevor. Yeah. Casino Royale, that uh, that scene where, where, um, <laughs> where they, they strip Clooney? him down. No, with uh, Daniel Craig where they strip oh, him down. Oh, James Bond, yeah. And they, uh, they, he whips Hit his the, balls? Yeah. Yeah. That shit was... <laughs> That's brutal. Brutal. Um, it's no way you had kids after that. Oh, Probably why you got to... Get with so many, get with so many women. Like that's why brutal. he has no emotions. Yeah, that's why he's a psychopath. Yeah, he's probably a psychopath before that, but true. You know, um, I have written down. I have uh, Vince's line where he says Hercules is the original gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good line. Um, I got a uh, so many mo yo mama jokes. Yeah, um, and then. My last note is poor all of these guys, you know, like yeah, it's just it's what a poor life, yeah, quite literally and, and metaphorically, yeah. and you know, yeah, exactly, and like, and that I guess we're talking about, you know, um, Hubert and Said being in, in like under arrest or like whatever, under lockdown. And then Vince Hanahan was free the whole time. Yeah. Like, he was watching a box match with the dude he met and got him tickets. Right. And just like, throughout the whole movie, they've been kind of suffering under his bullshit. Yeah. And, um... He yeah, feels all this entitlement, but he's not... Yeah, right? Like, he, the whole time, he, he doesn't really seem like he's worrying about his friends. He just, like, in the moment, <laughs> and when they're at the... You know, they go, like, out to the club, and then... The dude gets pissed off and he, he like shoots a dude. That was insane. I was yeah. like not expecting that. I was like, and then Vince is like, like holy shit, getting a hard on, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he had to kill the guy. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. He was robbing the store, and Vince is like, I am the man. And I mean, I had, uh, that's right. That's what happened, right? Oh, uh, Vince was um, he was oh, watching. Oh no, that's right. Vince was watching, and he was, like, it was zoomed in, or it was a great shot, like, he was just, like, he didn't look scared, he almost looked like, damn, like, this is how powerful I am with this gun, and he carried that throughout the whole movie, like, shit, like, no one can touch me, because, like, he, the whole thing is, like, you know, he, he's been angry that, like, people can boss around, like, cops kick him off the rooftop, and whatever, but now he has his gun, he's just, like, He's big shit, and and also it's funny. I, well, I like Hubert too, because like in the beginning scenes where where he did have the gun, and they're running away, like the whatever the SWAT team or police were chasing them, and he Vince took out his gun, and then he was like, the cop was scared shit, and and then he's like, oh, and then Hubert comes out and just knocks him the fuck out. <laughs> he's like, bro, you don't need a gun, just. The, like it's these hands can bro. work much better like you know what i mean like he just i don't know it, it felt metaphoric for just like like this gun isn't you don't need it to like be a bigger person yeah. or try to be someone you're not like trying to act tough like you're not tough and needs to come with within and right. um 
I yeah. actually got that mixed up with this, the scene from Taxi Driver. Oh, really? <laughs> he, he buys a gun, and yeah. he's at a, his local grocery store, and he notices that it's getting, or his local corner store, and he's it's getting uh, robbed, and he just walks up behind him, and just, <laughs> bang, and, like, murders a dude. Oh, man. I mean, you know, I don't yeah. know if you want to say rightfully, because the person robbing them is probably struggling, but... yeah. Um, you know, defended his friend's store, so. Yeah. For the 70s, it was probably considered rightfully. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Cashier probably, or underthanked them. Yeah. Um, oh, no, that's exactly, he was like, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. That's what he said. But, um, I mean, it's it's the same style of, I mean, that movie is obviously a direct, uh, you know, inspiration. Inspiration, yeah. So. Definitely. Um, and especially, like, the for the Vince character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, since we got like seven more minutes, let's go ahead and do the themes. So that way we could just do the list. Oh, yeah. For the third part before we get to the break. Um, so for themes, I guess I'll just run through them and then we can just talk about it in general. Yeah. I'll, I got my themes. I have anarchy, capitalism, and its faults, mm-hmm. uh, chaos and order. Mm-hmm. Desire to escape, the evils of racism, police brutality, facing reality, individual versus society, manipulation, nationalism and its complications, uh, totalitarianism, and working class struggles. Um, Covered all of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that does a pretty good job of nailing everything that yeah. this movie talks about. Um, yeah, I can't really iterate how much this movie makes capitalism look bad, and yeah. I uh, appreciate it. It's good. More movies should do that. Yeah. I was watching James Bond last week, and I was just like, God damn, this is devoid of, like, <laughs> any type of thought or yeah. <laughs> realism. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you watched the episode, but the that movie got, like, the lowest rating. Really? Yeah. Out of the Daniel Craig's movies, James Bond. Oh no! Out of all the all FNFs. Yeah. Oh, the oh all no! Our, it's it's the lowest know. movie rated really? on the list. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, our in-house list. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. But we didn't enjoy that movie. <laughs> we both were like, uh, we we're kind of shitting on it a yeah. little bit. Um, yeah. I know. But yeah, no. It, anyway. To get back to the to the themes, yeah. um, I feel like Vince is like a full on anarchist. None of their motives are like defined, you know. In the movie, it's like I am an anarchist. They don't have mm-hmm. to really talk. They kind of just show you who they are. Yeah, I feel like you know. Obviously, uh, Hubert doesn't like the way the police are, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't think he really has a problem with like the government. I don't think he's probably apolitical. Saeed, so Saeed more seems like he like follows politics and yeah. is like, oh, we can probably do something about this or make a change. Yeah, but he also seems like he's like, but anarchy could also work. Yeah. Whereas Vince is like, we have to destroy everything. Yeah, right. You get the Glock out. And yeah. Start shooting. Basically. <laughs> See the difference between me and you <laughs> is somebody pulls up on you. With a Glock and pulls you out of your car and says, give me your car. 
you say, okay, just don't hurt me. <laughs> what I do is I pull out the clock, put it on the forehead, splatter the brains all over the concrete. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Shout out Arn Anderson. Sorry, I love wrestling. But, uh, um, you know... It was uh, it was really cool how they how they split them up in that way politically, yeah. but without having to sit there and be like, I believe anarchy is the way to do it. And yeah. like, like I don't need exposition to tell me that this guy's an anarchist. You yeah, can right. Show me that he's an anarchist. Yeah, that's pretty an easy thing to show. Yeah, you know, um, and the whole thing looming with it's like him thinking that Vince had something to do. With, with his his gym, uh, and then yeah. still the fact that he's like willing to murder a, a police officer rightfully, uh, you know, or unrightfully, depending on who you are, <laughs> uh, yeah. when he's going to kill the cop right at the precipice of like the climax at yeah. the end of the movie, um, right as he's like holding up that gun, it's like he's also questioning like. I'm sure hey, while he's holding that gun, he's like, damn, did I really just put a gun up because, like, for Ben's? Yeah, right. But, yeah, it's just such an unfortunate end. Yeah. It's he doesn't deserve it. He just doesn't deserve it. But, um, police brutality is a super big theme in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, all the plainclothes cops, who was, are just a real thing. <laughs> we're a part of society for such a long time, especially yeah. in France. That's just that's scary as hell to me. Yeah. Because um, like the end, the coffee shop Vince using yeah. plain clothes. Yeah. I thought it was like one of the like the skinheads from before in the alley too. scene. I was like, should they found him? I was like, that's a cop, <laughs> and he yeah. just killed him. Yep. <laughs> I I thought the same thing. Yeah. Um, just, just, just horrid stupidity all over, you know, from both sides. Yeah. On this one. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is like, Vince is the only one that was really being stupid. Yeah. And again, Saeed and Hubert have to pay for Vince's stupidity. Um, you know, his whole his ego and his pride and his uh, all of that. Yeah. Are are like a driving force behind why these guys' lives are now like kind of deteriorating. Yeah. So it's I, I thought this movie was like really really good yeah. with you know how it um, how it did that. That's what that's what made the ending like more shell shock for me is because he kind of changed his whole character at the end when Hubert was talking to him and in the alley scene he like pouring the gun at someone's head. And, you couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah. It was kind of the same kind of like shock type of end, like yeah. um, like uncut gem tab where it's yeah. like you're just like, oh my fucking god. Yeah. No, honestly, yeah. But I I love the realism in it though, because yeah. it's like that's how quick it is for people to die. That's like that's how quick shit yeah, happens. No. It's yeah. just like oh pop, you're done. Yeah. It's not this whole long convoluted bullshit of like I was gonna kill you all along yeah. because. And they explain their convoluted plan, yeah. like while they're about to shoot. It's like, bro, no, it's just bang, yeah. and then it's like you talk to your friend about why you killed that person. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's reality. 
Uh, well, I don't. Uh, I'm not speaking from experience. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> that ending. That ending was so good. It, it uncut gems is like, like the top like for that type of ending. But yeah, La Hen is like, not many movies just have that. That just like out uh, of uh, nowhere. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That, that, uh, your movie's done. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're like what? The, the yeah. climax just happened. <laughs> but I like a movie that doesn't overstay its welcome. I don't think there's anything else you could have done in an epilogue or... Because there's nothing to say. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, don't, and I don't need to know who won the gunfight between Hebert and the cop. That's unnecessary, yeah. too. And So I thought it was great, a choice by the writer and director. And he obviously had a very clear vision for this movie, and... Probably yeah. had a pretty strict budget to the point where he couldn't do an epilogue like that. Yeah, so, right. You know, yeah. Uh, that, that's probably a whole other thing. But um, we are going to transition now into uh, another break. Um, when we come back, I'm going to have up the list. I'm I'm hoping that when I say that this time, that the list is actually going to be up. <laughs> but uh, the list will be up now uh, when you guys come back and. We will be getting out of here in like, I don't know, like five minutes or something like that. Uh, so stick with it, and we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to part three of the episode 12 of the Finding New Films podcast. Uh, we're here now with the list. I actually have it up this time, you guys. This is incredible. I'm doing great. Um so, who do we want to go first? Uh, we're going to give this movie a rating now, yeah. and we're going to put it on our, our list with our other movies that we've watched before it. Yeah. Uh, so, if you want to see those podcasts, go watch them. They're on the channel, or on any podcasting platforms that you may... <laughs> that, you, that you may listen to. Yeah. But yeah, uh, do you want to go ahead and give your ratings you picked? Yeah, yeah. Um, I honestly, we doing uh, point tenth increments or? Uh, you can do. Uh, yeah, I've been five. doing tenths. I mean, I have a point seven five. For, True. Or, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I would give it a nine point two. Okay. Honestly, um, I I just thought it was such a concise, stylized and. Like it, I feel like it set out everything I was trying to do. And I was not many complaints in terms of script, acting, shots. Gotcha. I got the wrong movie up here, but yeah, eight, uh, 9.2 is really good. It was a really good movie. Yeah. Um, I, gave, I gave it an 8.25. So, this is going <laughs> to. Yeah, I reach out. I need to calculator. Have an odd one. It's gonna be seventeen point four five. It's gonna be the official ratings. It's gonna come in actually number three or uh, four. Just rather. below taxi driver. Number four, right? It's poetic justice. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. make you you reference a movie and you are not as good as that movie yeah. automatically, which stands true with Ad Astra and Apocalypse Now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Um, so that's pretty funny. I, it does not stand true with Pearl and Psycho, though. Oh, uh, no. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Um, yeah, so, um... 
17.45, number four on the list out of 12 for uh, Lion. Um, I don't know that much about French, but do you know why this movie is not L apostrophe? KJ? Um, because I thought. I don't know, maybe probably because, like, just title flies. You want to, like, spell it all out. Um, I thought that was interesting. I was like, I yeah. thought that's how French worked. I took French class. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's how French worked, but I guess not. Um, yeah, that's all we really needed to do. Um, Apocalypse any, Now, still at number one. <laughs> still at number one, Apocalypse yeah. Now. Um, pretty cool. Yeah. The list looks good. I think everything is deserving of where it is. Um, maybe Gone Girl got uh, got snubbed a little bit. Snubbed, yeah. But anyways, uh, that, uh, that was the list section, the list portion of the, the episode, and now we're done. Now it's time for us to sign off. Um... I'll start. Actually, no. You can anything you need to say uh, on the way out. Anything yeah. you want to sign off. Um, just thank you for watching. Um, I hope you enjoyed our two cents on Len. Len. Len, because uh, it was a unique movie and it's a good watch. Um, and I'm just glad to have my voice back. Be able to share it with y'all. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you could share it with us too, man. Thanks yeah. for doing this. Um, always fun time. It is. Hour always seems to fly by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, the link will be in a, in the description below um, for both the well in Spotify and most of the podcasting platforms. It'll be in like the main description menu. And then on the YouTube video, it'll be in the video's description. But, uh, yeah, um, you can find us on any podcasting platform if you don't want to look at our faces. Um, but if you do, thank you, and we appreciate you. Um, this honestly isn't even a set. Like, this is not a setup. This is just, like, the way that uh, the downstairs looked in our house. And so we just yeah. did this. And it was good. It just kind of just worked out. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, thanks for watching, you guys. We've found Lahane. Um, next week, uh, I'm gonna have Zach D on. Uh, not to be mistaken with Zach that was on for Ad Astra, Zach C. Uh, Zach D yeah. will be on. Uh, and Zach D with a K, Zach. Zach, Zach with a K, with and a K. then D last name. Zach with an um, H with yeah. a C. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Is it too late to do the HelloFresh sponsorship? <laughs> That'll be in the. It'll be in the middle when we do the oh, breaks. Okay. Yeah, well, when we do the. I'll record it after you leave, but it'll okay. be in between the breaks. Yeah, yeah. You'll still get the royalties and everything. Okay, you cool. don't have to be in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's how we do it for baby. It's all for money. <laughs> um, <laughs> I fucking wish. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it. Thanks, guys, for coming through. Uh, Zach will be coming through. Zach D. Zach with a K with a D. We'll be, we'll be coming Replacing through. Replacing Zach with an H with yeah, a C. Uh, as, as, a, as my roommate. Yeah. Um, 
not just on the podcast, but he's moving in to Zach's room. He's actually yeah. taking all of Zach's belongings. As well. He is, yeah. Um, Zach with a K is superior. Yeah, we're gonna kill Zach uh, with a, with an H with a C. Uh, yeah. But nevertheless, it has nothing to do with you guys. Um, he'll be on next week, uh, and we will be reviewing. Uh, Shoot, I'm blanking on the director's name. Julie Dash's uh, Daughters of the Dust, uh, which looks really cool. I haven't watched it yet. Probably going to watch it either like as soon as we get done filming this or tomorrow morning because yeah. I will have to. So yeah. that's fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, thanks, guys, for coming through. I appreciate anybody who listened or watched. You guys are very special people, and you deserve love in your life. Yes. Um, happy St. Patrick's, late St. Patrick's Day. Um, maybe I should have done that last week. <laughs> oh. But anyway. Uh, it's a thought that counts. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Positive affirmations and vibes. Thank you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Have a shit day. <laughs>